Um, tonight, we're going to be starting um, a new uh, topic as where well. um, taking on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Um, I'm so I'm so so joyful in my heart and preparing for this teaching. Um, I've been studying and preparing and been praying. I trust the Lord to help us understand tonight as we build up and um, understand the things of God. Uh, before we go on tonight's prayer meeting and Bible study, I want us to pray. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you. We we come before your precious holy word, your precious written word, your divine revelation. Thank you because we will learn today and you teach us the things that pertains to your spirit. Thank you for the build up. Thank you for the knowledge. Thank you for the application. Thank you for insight. Thank you for strength. Anoint my tongue. Teach us, O oh God, that we may understand the right knowledge. That we may grow in you and become strong in the things of the Spirit. That through us, you would diffuse the fragrance of your truth in every place. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. Um, tonight, I believe that the Lord will diffuse the fragrance of his truth towards the under through us, um, that truth will spread. Um, I want to um, re just retreat a few things um, before we begin the, the new topic. We've just concluded on water baptism. Um, and like we said, um, for <clears throat> the purpose of just... Um, Reiterating and, and um, I'm recapping. Um, John baptized unto repentance, but a baptism into Christ is a baptism for the identity um, with Christ. You know, like um, Rotimi um, um, highlighted on Sunday um, in the Sunday um, service, um, when we baptize right now in the New Testament, we're not baptizing unto repentance baptizing for identification with our Lord and Master Jesus. Um, if you notice, every time they were baptized, they were already saved. Jesus said, he that believeth. So the believing precedes the baptism. So it's not the baptism that saves. It is it's, 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 it's the grace and faith in Christ that saves. So every time we are baptized, we are identifying with our Lord, and it's a good thing to identify with Jesus. Um, but tonight, I want us to make progress a little. Uh, but before I go into that, I want to just retrieve this as we make prayer. I want you to know that, that there's no other sacrifice for sin apart from the sacrifice of Jesus. And there's no other sacrifice that can be repeated by any ordinance of man that would bring about the remission of sin. The sacrifice that God approved that 
man's sins can be remitted on is the sacrifice of Jesus. Hallelujah. So no matter where the man is on earth, once they put their faith in Jesus, the finished work of Jesus on the cross that was enacted 2,000 years ago, that sacrifice suffices once and for all. Not just once and for all. Once and for all and forever. Glory to God. And so when you, are, when, when you put your faith in Jesus, you say, that same power that saved is still potent today to save and is still potent in the future to save. If any man puts his faith in Jesus, that man shall be saved. Amen. Um, let's quickly look at Hebrews tonight as I just um, 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 build on this, as I go into the baptism of Holy Let's go to Hebrews. Let me um, um, show you the scripture there to, to retreat the point of this, of the, of the sufficiency of the sacrifice of Jesus once and for all. It can be repeated um, in that sense. We can reenact that. It's done once. Hebrews uh, chapter 10. Um, Hebrews 10. Uh, it might be a pretty short, long read. I will read from verse 1 to 18, uh, but because this Bible study, there's no, nothing wrong in us reading the Bible. So please write it down. I want to show you so that when somebody says, um, we can reoffer Jesus again for you to be saved. No, it can't be reoffered. It is, it is what he has done once that is still subsisting for now. Let's read Hebrews chapter number 10 from verse 1, everybody together. It says, For the law, having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of the things can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the commerce thereunto perfect. Hallelujah. Verse 2. For then will they not have ceased to be offered because that, that the worshippers once purged should have had no more conscience of sin. But in those sacrifices, there is a, rem a remembrance again made of sins every year. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. Hallelujah. Verse 5. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offerings thou wilt not, but a body thou hast prepared me. Now, God is, is bringing an end to yearly sacrifice. Hallelujah. Verse 6. In bond offerings and sacrifices for sin, thou hast no pleasure. Then said I, lo, I come. In the volume of the book, it is written of me to do thy will, O God. Above when he said, sacrifice and offerings and bond offerings and offerings for sin, thou wouldest not, neither has pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. Verse 9. Then said I, lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first that he may establish the word, the second. Verse 10. By, by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. And so no sacrament, so communion cannot save, communion cannot represent Jesus again as crucified. No, Jesus had died once and for all. Praise God. 
Verse 11, and every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever. That's what Paul said. If any man will preach to you again another gospel, let him be an anathema. When, when Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for sin forever, sat down on the right hand of God. That means the sacrifice of Jesus for sin is sufficient forever. Glory to God. That means there's no other sacrifice that any man can make. No other sacrifice that any priest, any, any prophet now, or any religion can make than that which Jesus had word had offered. Verse 13, from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his foes to 14. For by one offering he had perfected forever them that are sanctified. Praise God. Hallelujah. So you see, by that offering, Jesus had perfected us. And have been sanctified. Wherefore, the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us. For after that he had said before, this is a covenant that I will make with them after those days, said the Lord, I will put my laws in their hearts and in their minds will I write them. 17. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. 18 last verse. Now where remission of this is, there is no more offering for sins. Hallelujah. Where the remission of this is of work, of the sacrifice of Jesus as we existing, there is no more offering for sin. Praise God. So no one is, is allowed anymore on earth to offer or make sacrifices for sin, except that which Jesus had made. Praise God. So our sins are atoned for once and for all. And anyone in history, in the future, that puts their faith in Jesus shall be cleansed and have their sins remitted. Amen tonight. And on the basis of, of, our, of our sins being forgiven, we come to the redemption and the reality of what God had done for us. And so we come this evening to begin the, the, the foundation. Like the Holy Ghost here is bearing witness. And I want to take time by the grace of God to, to explain so we know why we do the things that we'll do. You know, I was sharing with, with someone and, and, and Luke was writing to Theophilus in Luke chapter 1. Let's turn around there tonight. Luke chapter 1. Praise God. Luke 1, I'm going to read verse 1. Um, For as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed amongst us. You see, there are things most surely believed amongst us. And God wants us to, 
to hold tenaciously to those things. And one of the things that I want us to, to know and know is that God wants us to learn and learn by his word. We've been discussing the order of salvation. And someone might say, Pastor, why is this so important to you? Because this is the very power of God unto salvation, the gospel. And God wants us to understand that we're able to communicate effectively and have and understand the assurance of the hope we have in Christ. And the hope we have in Christ. And I mentioned in the last teaching that there are basically three kinds of baptism. Baptism in water by immersion, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and the baptism of fire. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit is peculiarly special because it is a baptism that, that is, 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 is known with the, with the church of the New Testament. And this is very important for us because of the attendant um, impact of the Holy Spirit's baptism. Now, in this teaching, I will explain or try to, to reveal to us by the word of God what the Holy Spirit baptism is all about. And I also want to um, touch a little uh, on the aspects of tongues and speaking in tongues and tongues interpretation. Very important. Um, before I, I go on, I want to know that speaking in tongues is not all there is to the Holy Spirit's baptism. There are a lot of other gifts tied to it. Tongues and tongues interpretation is just one of the several gifts attached to the Holy Spirit's baptism. And this is very important for us to know so that we will, we will be able to harness all that the Lord wants the church to harness. You know, from the initial talk we began with, we said no one can be saved without God, God's foreknowledge. So there's the election, there is the atonement. It is the election that that, that brought about the atonement. The election brought about the call. It is the election that brought about our regeneration. It is the election that, that, that brought about our conversion, our justification and sanctification. And, and the command to, for, for baptism 
and our Father living in sanctification and ultimately glorification. Praise God. Because the end point of, of election is what? Is glorification. God wants to glorify himself in all this. And at the point where we, 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 our bodies are changed to the new and spiritual bodies and we meet with Jesus at the end of time, that will be the utmost of our hope. Praise God. And Titus called that our blessed hope. Titus 2, verse 11 to 13. The Bible says, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation had appeared unto all. And that grace goes ahead to teach us that denying worldly lust and ungodliness, we should live soberly and godly in this present world. Verse 13, it says, looking forward to that blessed hope. So the ultimate aim, the ultimate destination of the believer is, is that blessed hope. Hallelujah tonight. You know, in Hebrews chapter 6 from, from verse 9, if you read downwards, I, 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 I love it, but, but let me just look at verse 11 of Hebrews chapter number uh, um, 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 9. Let me read verse 10. It says, For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which he have shed, showed toward the saints and do minister. 11. And we have... You know, you know, you know, desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope onward the end. We have to hope until the end. There's a full assurance. You see, uh, verse 12 says that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. The promise cannot be inherited until we have full assurance of hope. Verse 19 says, which hope we have as an anchor for the soul. So the ultimate point, the, the, the ultimate glory of the saints is the final consummation of our faith, which ends when we see Jesus face to face. Amen tonight. So every true believer must be looking forward daily to this blessed hope. It's called the blessed hope because it's the hope that is blessed. But now, coming to the baptism, water baptism is to identify the believer with Christ. The Holy Spirit's baptism is a baptism primarily for service. Please note that, very important. Everything the Holy Spirit is doing with us today in the world is to equip us for divine service. And to engender closer fellowship with the Father. Please know that. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is fundamentally for service 
and to engender close fellowship with the Father. Um, this will be the trust of our study in this in in in, in, in the next phase. But if anything you want to start with in this study is that the Holy Spirit has come to equip us for spiritual and godly service in the body and to the world and also help us further fellowship properly with God. And the third baptism is the baptism of fire, which is for judgment. So the first one is for identification with Christ. The second, which is the Holy Spirit, is for service within the body and to the world and to engender and further our fellowship with God the Father. Um, from election to glorification, we see the work of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I love this. It's important for us to note. It is the joint knowledge of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit to redeem us, commission us, and help us to maintain vital union with God. There is no greater blessing on earth than for, for, for the saint to be able to be in unity with God. John 3.16, the Bible says, for God so loved the world. We see the Father at work here. And maybe as I, as I make progress, by the grace of God, we'll be touching who the Holy Spirit is. Um, the dual working of the Holy Spirit in the believer. Um, the difference between the, the Holy Spirit coming upon us and him being in us. We'll look at tongues in the Old Testament. We'll look at tongues in the New Testament. We'll look at the, 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 the explanation of tongues by the Apostle Paul to the church. We'll look at how to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the significance of tongues, and the other gifts that comes along with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that as we look at all this, God will give us clarity and help us to walk fully in what God wants us to know about this. So let me go back to where I'm reading in John 3, 16. The Bible says, for God so loved the world. We see God the Father 
showing his love to the world. And he showed the love to the world and in particular you by, by, by offering up his son. So the son is fully involved. The father is fully involved. And also the spirit is also fully involved in redemption. From beginning of election to glorification, we see the work of the father, of the son, and of the precious Holy Spirit. Does amen tonight? In 2 Corinthians 5.19, we see the father and the son working. Hallelujah. So your salvation is the work of God. Executed by the God the Son and culminated by God the Holy Spirit. Wow. And so the, the, the you, our 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 position now in God is 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 you know has has the full covering of the Trinity. The believer is not exposed. The believer is not disadvantaged. The believer is not weak. The church is strong because it took all of the Godhead to redeem the church. Two Corinthians five nineteen Bible says to wit that God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world unto Himself not imputing on them again their word, their trespasses, praise God. So we see God the Father and God the Son at work for redemption and in redemption. So the price on us has been fully paid. Someone say amen tonight. So if the devil is, is making some noise around you, shut him up. Because it's not you that shut him up. It is God that shut him up. So we see God the Father. We see God the Son at work for redemption. Walking through election. Walking through the atonement. Walking through regeneration. Walking through the call. Walking in your conversion. Walking in your justification. And what? sanctification and see also working to equip you to become effective ministers glory to god so the holy spirit is coming now on the scene to enable us so he's a he's an enabling he's an enabler of the saints by the power of god to be effective on earth so the church cannot be effective and the saints cannot be effective without the, the work of the Holy Spirit. And that's where he comes on the scene, praise God. The precious Holy Spirit. So the, 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 the plan of the Father was to save. The mandate of the Son was to execute it. And the understanding of the Spirit is to equip us to fulfill that with Jesus. Has started. So the man tonight. So there's so there's something special about you and us and the church that makes God to to give us His precious Holy 
spirit. Titus chapter 3. Tell me that tonight. I want to show you the involvement of the Trinity in our redemption. Titus 3. Titus 3, I want to read two verses there. Verses 4 and 5. You know, I, I, I want to build this up gradually because I'm going somewhere and I want us to understand it so we can, we can, we can truly magnify and praise God and thank him and, and do exactly what he's asking us because he has empowered us so to do. Verse 4, but after that the kindness and love of God our Savior toward men appeared. You see, so God showed his love toward men. But see verse 5, not by the works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the worship of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. So it's the Holy Ghost that, that, that actually renewed our spirit. So that regeneration did not happen without the Holy Spirit. So so, so when we got born again, the Holy Spirit has already worked on us before we got born again. Amen tonight. By the regeneration, by the quickening, by the rebirthing. So, so we have the Holy Spirit already worked in us. Before now. So for every believer who has been born again, the Holy Spirit has already what? Walks in us. So the working believer is actually the, 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 the product of the work of the Spirit of God already. So for everyone to be born again, he has the Spirit of God actually indwelling him or her because he has walked in us already by the assignment of God. So we see the Father, the Son, and the Spirit all at work. Hebrews 9. Notice in where we read in Titus, it says the Holy Spirit does what? regenerates us praise god so no man can actually regenerate himself or herself it is a work of the spirit so 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 for for a man to be born again the spirit of god must have walked in him except a man be born of water and of the spirit Except a man is born from above, except God walks in the heart of a man, the man can be saved. Now, I'm, 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 I'm building up. So I'm saying to you, child of God, God has begun a good work already in you. Glory to God. And if God has begun this work in you, is also able and, is, and, and, and he has committed to work to complete the work. Praise God. That's why I can be sure in my heart that those whom God has called, he will complete the work he has begun in them. Hebrews 9, tell me that tonight, Hebrews 9, let me show you something of, 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 of the work of the Spirit. Let, let's read verse 14 of Hebrews 9 to show you the interaction of the Godhead. So if the Godhead is involved in our redemption, then who is that earthly 
earthly creature or the creature of the Godhead that will trouble the saints of God, that will trouble the church of God. For the glory of God has given birth to you and I, and therefore we are free, therefore we are strengthened, therefore we are strong, therefore we have the assurance of hope of eternal life. Amen tonight. Glory be to God. I, 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 I'm teaching on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but but what I'm building up this evening. Hebrews 9, verse 14. Let me show you how much more. Okay, verse 13 and 14. So it makes sense. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of heifer sprinkling the unclean, sanctified to the purifying of the flesh in the old testament, how much more shall the blood of Christ praise God? Who through the eternal spirit, amen. So Jesus did not offer the blood alone. The blood was made that powerful because the Holy Spirit was the agency energizing the blood to become effective for our redemption. So we see God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit involved in redemption. That's why it's an, it's an insult for, for a believer to be afraid of devils and demons. No, it is. Colossians 1, 12, giving thanks to the Father who has made us meet, who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Praise God. The saints have an inheritance where in light, it's not in darkness. Who has translated or delivered us out of the domain, out of the domain? Someone sang a song of from the grave. He arose. That is so. He arose from the region of a dark domain. Praise God. That we no longer remain in that region, in that influence, in the power of, of, of Satan, but now in the liberty of Christ. Praise God. Hallelujah tonight. We've been delivered. So the Holy Ghost is involved, the Father, the Son. So our salvation is total and complete in Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And all things are done for the glory of God. The Bible clearly teaches about the Trinity. And it shows us the involvement or a trinity in our redemption. Now the trinity simply means we have one God, but there are three distinct persons in the Godhead, but they are the same essence. Thank you, Lord, for the mystery of trinity. Genesis 1, from verse 1 to 2. In the beginning, God made heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was all over the field of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface. And God said, So, from the beginning of Scripture, we see the introduction of the Trinity. For we see in John, John says that same word was actually the Son. For all things were made by him. So the word that God spoke was the word creating things. So, so we see the work of the Trinity in the affairs of the world. 
The Bible teaches the power of the Godhead. Matthew 28, 19. It says, go therefore and baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The, the Trinity is involved in our redemption. 1 John 5, 7, there are three, there are bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Spirit. So we see all this play now. But I'm saying this, so you know the power that saved me, the power that saved you. And if this God says to us, there's a grace is given unto us by the person of his Spirit, we should be diligent to receive with meekness and with love from him in thanksgiving. Hallelujah tonight. God the Father was first manifest on the scene in the Old Testament. God the Son came manifest on the scene in the New Testament. And he promised to send his Holy Spirit. You see, the, the ministry of the Holy Spirit is what the church is is. Is in now. And Jesus promised to send him. And when he comes, he's coming for a purpose. Let me read to you tonight a few scriptures. I'm trying to set the foundation of this discourse. There is so much argument in the body, especially about speaking in tongues and other gifts of the spirit. I trust the Lord to teach us and help us to understand his, his counsel, that that which is in his heart for us to know, we will know by the revelation of the spirit towards Luke chapter 24. Talk with everybody tonight. Luke 24. Wanna read verse 49? <clears throat> Luke's gospel, the 24th chapter. We'll read verse 49. Thank you, Lord. Verse 49 of Luke 24 is the account of Jesus before he left the earth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. He promised to send his Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God. He carries the full power of God. You know, I want you to learn to believe the word as a child. When Jesus rose from the grave and he was with them working in and out, before he left, he said to them, 
I'm going to send the Holy Spirit unto you. Read verse for now with me. Or rather, let, let, let's read from verse 45. Then open he the understanding that they might understand scriptures. And said unto them, Luke 24, verse 45 to 49. Now 46. And he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behoved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, 47, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Now notice that among how many nations? All nations, but beginning from word. So the epicenter is where? Jerusalem. But see, it's, it's meant to spread across the whole world. That's why today we have the gospel of Christ where we are, praise God. But let's, let's go on, 48. And ye are witnesses of these things. Now, if Jesus said in verse 47, um, 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 that is that um, is to preach in all nations from Jerusalem. Now, is, 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 could the apostles have been the one that would preach to all nations? No. That means what Christ was saying here was not, was not to the apostles alone, was to everyone also who will come to the knowledge of this Christ. That's why Jesus Christ said in John chapter number 17, he says, Father, I'm not praying for this one alone, but to the one, but I'm praying for all those that will believe me by their words. So, so from the from the apostles to those that believe to each generation, the grace of God has been is being transferred, and the same power of God that existed in the days of the apostles is still available to us today. For the power of God is not weakened by any generation or by any race or by any time. Bible says Christ was the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Tonight. So Jesus says to all the world, to all generations, and he says he, the, 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 the same power that, that, that is releasing unto them is the same Holy Spirit that we have. Now, listen, folks, the Holy Spirit that they heard is not different from the one we have today. Let me show you a scripture. Second Peter. Put your fingers here. I'm coming back here. Second Peter chapter 1. You know, sometimes when we, when some folks talk, it's as though the power of God ended with the apostles. No, it didn't end there. Second Peter, chapter one. I'll read from verse one. Now, if you know the Bible, and I know we know the Bible, Apostle Peter is, okay, in that sense, is not just an apostle, okay? But it's an apostle in the case. But he's, he's one of the, of the three that were very close to Jesus. Um, and, and so if, 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 if he will know anything, he should know some, 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 some inside information about, about, about Jesus and the power of Jesus. Amen tonight. But see what he said to us here, writing in chapter 1, verse 1. He says, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained what? like precious faith with us. Now, the faith that we have is like precious. That means it's the same, all right? It's not of less quality. It's not of less value. It's not of less importance. 
The faith of the church in the 21st century is not less in power, it's not less in grace, it's not less in the glory of God like the church in the first century AD. Peter says the same faith, like precious faith. Now I'm saying all this to make you know that the gift of the Holy Spirit is still as potent as it, as it was in the early times. Now, let's go back to Luke 24, 48. And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. Now see that word, upon you. Now, that means there's, there's the, the, the promise of the Father is to come, how? Upon but this same Holy Spirit is the, is, is the one that worked out their work, their salvation. So already he has worked in them, but now he's coming on them for what purpose? He worked in them for redemption, but he's coming on them for what? For service. That why I said, for your what? Witnesses. And you really want to spread this, this message. So the reason he's coming is to enable them to become effective ministers it says but tarry ye in the city of jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high so the baptism of the holy spirit is to bring to bear the power of god for ministry amen for ministry Uh, John chapter 16, come here tonight. John 16, and I'm and then I'll, I'll start running this evening. John 16. So we see that Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will come out upon you, but you see, the same Holy Spirit actually already indwells them because it's by the Holy Spirit that the Lord God was saved. John 16, let's read together verse, uh, let's start from verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will what? send him. So, so the comforter is the Holy Spirit. Is coming in the place of Jesus, but now to be with all believers through all ages. John 14, verse 16. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you, how long? Forever. So the Holy Spirit is come, is, is, is in our world today forever until Jesus comes back again. But there's something I want us to, to note that the Holy Spirit is come for an assignment. 
the Holy Spirit has a job to do on earth. The Holy Spirit has a task in fulfilling the will of the Father. And Jesus made that clear to us. He has an assignment to the world and he has a task for the church. And when God says, I want to do a thing, he does it. Blessed are those who yield their hearts to him. That his work, his intent will come to pass. Not those who query and question what he's doing because they don't understand fully. But those who yield to him. That that which he wants to do through humans. That he endures and, and comes on. Will be done. Supernaturally. You see, as we build up in this teaching, I don't want anyone to call what God has made clean and call it unclean. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is special to the church. And we must receive that baptism, receive that gift, and exercise ourselves daring by faith. As I begin to close tonight, let us turn our Bibles to Matthew chapter 3 and read verse 11. But as we look at that, we will begin to see the operations of the Holy Spirit unfolding before us. You see, the church is the church of Jesus. The church is the church of God. And every grace that the church requires to, to fulfill the counsel of God on the earth, every endowment the Lord has bestowed. And the church just needs to know how to receive and function in the power. Not from a place of pride and arrogance, but a place of reverence and thanksgiving unto God for his precious Holy Spirit within us and also upon us. Matthew 3, 11, John said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So Jesus is the baptizer with the Holy Spirit. So whenever anyone is baptized with the Holy Spirit it is actually Jesus doing the word, the baptism. Oh, 
When anyone is filled with the Holy Spirit, is Jesus filling that person up with his Holy Spirit? And Jesus is baptizing many. Jesus is filling many. So the work of the Father might be done as it was prophesied and said that we shall witness of these things in every area of the world that we find ourselves. Acts to the one. Verse 4 and 5. And I begin to wind down. And being assembled together with them, Jesus commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which said he, ye have heard of me. Where did they hear it of him? Luke 24, 49. John 16, 7. John 14, 16. For John truly baptized with water, but he shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So there was a time in the history of the, of the church when the Holy Spirit came on men. There was, there was, there was an instance in the church that the promise of Jesus when the husband actually came. And when he came, what were the signs? What happened? What did they do? How did they carry on? What changed in them? And these are the things I want us to look at. The baptism of the Holy Spirit brought about a drastic change in everyone it came upon. Has it come upon you? There should be a change. And it's those changes that I want us to start examining by the grace of God. The baptism of water brings us into what? The identification with Jesus. For we are repented by the power of the Holy Spirit that recreated us. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is fundamentally for service and fellowship. Please note that with God. This is important. For everyone on whom the Holy Spirit has come upon will be changed. And to understand this change, we'll look at how it happened through scriptures and what he has been doing in our own lives. We'll continue on, on Thursday, by the grace of God, 
I want you to, to take on this teaching with an open heart. And be ready like, the, like God told Peter, rise, kill, and eat. Don't call what I've made holy unholy. Or whatever God makes holy and whatever God does is good. For every good and perfect gift, James 1.18, comes from above, from the Father of lights, in whom there's no variableness, no shadow of turning. The gift of the Spirit is from God. And it's for the church to profit and fulfill the will of God. Let us pray. But I will thank you tonight. Our hearts are open, our hearts are enlarged to receive from you. Speak Holy Spirit, we reverence and, and honor you. We leave room for you to express to us. We leave room for you to to spread the words of Jesus through us. My Father, that that, that which you have ordained to, to be done by, by, by the infilling of your spirit, of your precious spirit, O God, to be done in us. Thank you, it's because we know you are sacred and your gifts are sacred. They are not to be played with, they're not to be turned with, they're not to be trampled on, but they're meant to be hallowed and use with reverence. Lord, as we explore your word, clear in our hearts every doubt and confusion. Bring us a place of full reception of your truth. And help us, O oh God, to yield for maximum expression of your power, your grace and your love. Keep us, Lord, in your will. Lord, I ask with all humility in my spirit, oh God, and my heart, show us the truth in your word and help us find expression in you and by your spirit. Thank you, Father. I declare your love and your light shines in, in every home, in every heart, and our lives will be better for it. Thank you, O God, for all the thanksgiving. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you tonight. Please keep your notes, keep your hearts, and be prepared for the next teaching. God bless you all. Happy, happy night rest. In Jesus' name, amen.